Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode four. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Today's episode will be, I ordered my test and answers, now what? This has been an option that you have when you register for the ACT. Uh, For many years, you've been able to do this. And some students first don't know that you can or where to find it. And then we order it and it comes in and then we have no idea what to do with it. So today, I'm going to explore with you how we do that, how we order it, and what to do with it when it comes in. To begin with, this is called the Test Information Release. ACT charges $22 this year for you to order a copy of the test questions, your answers, and the correct answers. I know people will listen to these episodes uh, over the course of many months or even years, And so when you listen to it, you'll definitely want to check the price. $22 is the current price. It seems like ACT raises this, the cost of this uh, every year, every other year, whatever. I I, I don't know. uh, If you ask me to explain why all the different things of ACT cost what they do, I am not the person to ask that. But uh, this is a, it's, it's a high fee for something that's generated very easily but uh, that is what the nonprofit ACT charges, so that is what you'll have to pay. If you can afford it, you should order it. I teach this in all of my workshops. If you can afford it, you should order it every time it's available. It is available on the December, April, and June national ACTs, only those three. It is not available on residual ACTs. Residuals are real ACT tests, but they are given by colleges and universities on school days. So this test information release only applies to the December, April, and June national ACTs. You can order this when you register. You'll see it down in the payment box as one of the options. All right. It'll say TIR, test information release, $22. You'll add that as an option. So again, you can do that when you register for the ACT. This year, the rules have changed on when they're going to let you order that. And so they've gotten a little more generous with it this year. Um, You can log back in at any time and add that up to five days after you have tested. Once you've exceeded five days past your test date, then you would have to call ACT to order it. But this year they are giving you up to six months after the test to call and order that. And that is an increase in the past that has been three months or even less. So again, they're trying to make it easier for you to do this. And that's a nice change. I'm thankful they did that. And I hope you will take advantage of it and order it. Now, if you order when you register, they're going to tell you that it's going to take four to six weeks or eight weeks or whatever to receive your test, your answers, and the correct answers. 
every time I ordered this for my two oldest, Camden and Casey, we received it three weeks after the test. And that was almost every single time. It was three weeks, many times, three weeks to the day. I would expect that you will probably get it a lot faster than uh, four to eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever that they might publish. I think you'll get it in a reasonable amount of time. And when it comes in the mail, uh, again, you'll, ha you'll have a package. It'll have a copy of the test booklet. I've been asked, well, is it your test booklet? Is it the one you actually use during the test? No, this will be a duplicate test booklet. It looks the same but none of your markings will be in it because we know on the national ACT, you're allowed to write in the booklet as you go. You do your work in the booklet. On those residual ACTs, we do work on scrap paper and throw that away when we finish. But on the national ACT, you definitely should be writing in the book as you're testing. When you order this, you do not get your book. You will not be able to see your work that you, you did or, or whatever marks you made You'll get a copy of a test, and then there'll be one sheet of paper. On that sheet of paper, it will have the correct answers for each section and your answers. So you'll be able to very quickly see which ones you missed. So now that you've received that in the mail, what do you do? I wanted to go ahead and cover this topic on this week's episode because I've been asked this twice this week alone. Uh, I've had uh, a homeschool parent and a teacher ask me separately this week, hey, I'm ordering that test. When I get it, though, what do I do with it? How do I really use it? How is it going to help me? So I want to start stepping through exactly what you should do when you receive that. The first thing is you want to look at every question that you missed. And it'll be very clear on there. You'll see, typically, I believe there's little pluses on all the ones you got right. But if you got it wrong, they'll have your answer, the letter that you picked instead of the plus, And then you'll be able to see which was the correct answer. So I turn to each question that I missed and I say, why did I miss that? So that's the key. I'm saying, okay, what was asked in this question that I didn't understand? Why did I miss this? And this is really a two-part question. You are not only looking at what was being asked that you missed, but you're also looking at what you selected that you missed or that was wrong. Let me give you an example. Let's say in English, the underlined part in the passage contained a dash. And the choice you selected, you changed it to a colon and you missed it. So in this example, you have a miss for both the dash and the colon. So you actually count that as two misses. Even though it's one question miss, you would count that as both a miss on the dash and on the colon. You want to go through each question that you missed and see if you can classify it. There will be some questions it will be very difficult to classify as this was a comma question. This was a redundancy question or 
this was a midpoint formula question. So there will be some that you'll have a hard time classifying, but every one that you can put into a category, you want to do that. Once you have gone through and established all of your misses, and again, it's a twofold miss, especially on the English questions. Then we go to step two. So step one, look at every question you missed. Why did I miss that? We categorize them. Step two, we want to build a Pareto chart of our misses. So a Pareto chart is basically where you rank your misses from the most missed category or concept to the least missed. And if you put that into a bar chart, at the left side of your bar chart, that bar would be really high because it's the one you miss the most. The next bar would be slightly below it because you missed it a little less. And then the next one would be lower and lower and lower. And eventually, this chart, if you were reading it from left to right, these bars start to get really small and usually have a long tail. It extends out to the right side with very small bars. In this scenario, your biggest miss, it might be, hey, I missed this five times, this five times, this four times, this three, three, two, one, 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 one. There might be a bunch out there of the ones. Now, what I want you to do from there is we're trying to really focus in on where those biggest misses are. You're wanting to look at that left side of that Pareto chart or those top ranked items and go, okay, this might be a weakness area. An example of this is I had a dad that was a friend of mine who asked me about this. He said, hey, I've ordered my daughter's test, her answers and the correct answers, and I don't really know what to do with it. And I said, well, how about this? Bring it to me and I'll show you exactly what I do when I look at one of these. So he brought it to me and I started with their English section. I said, all right, all we're going to do is we're going to look at every miss and we're going to identify what the concept was she was missing. Now, the top item on her Pareto chart was parallel structure. So an example of this might be, the student should write more and talk less. So write more and talk less, that's really good. It's the same structure. An incorrect version of that might be, the student should write more and stop talking so much. I can't change the structure. Well, this uh, the friend of mine's daughter had missed parallel structure five times on a single test. So the first thing I want to do with him is I wanted to make sure that we discussed parallel structure needs to be a point of emphasis in her practice. Now, step three in this process is you want to spend 80% of your practice time on your top 20% of your misses. And the 80-20 rule is just a general rule. Look, there's nothing magical about that. I mean, you can, you can break it up any way you want. But the point is, is I want to look at these top offenders. And I want to make sure that I'm spending a lot of time on those big offenders 
and get those corrected first. Certainly, there'll be a lot of little things that we're going to be trying to correct as well. But I want to focus the majority of my time on the big offenders and let's start shoring up those weakness areas first. You'll notice trends with this, especially if you order multiple tests. In math, you will say, man, I just keep missing these geometry questions. And it's great to start identifying that, especially if you're a senior and you had geometry as a freshman. It's been three years since you've done that. Now, I'm jumping into another uh, podcast episode. I'm going to discuss this a lot about what class you take, when you take them, how it relates to the ACT. And, and I'm getting ahead of myself on this. But what happens is you start recognizing a pattern of weaknesses and then you can start realizing, doing some reflection on why those weaknesses may be happening. Well, when you put it into a very clear chart and you're analyzing your misses, it will become clear to you. So a review now. Step one, we're going to look at every question we missed and we have to categorize those. Why did I miss this? Step two, we build a Pareto chart of our misses. We're trying to find the biggest offenders. And then step three, we're going to spend 80% of our time on our top 20% misses. All right. Now, after you do that individually, then I want you to bring that test to school and share it with your teachers. I did a faculty workshop last week. I was at, uh, uh, in Oklahoma, I was at Central Tech in Drumright, Oklahoma. I had a great group, about 60 teachers from a bunch of schools were there, and I, I was able to do training with them. I love doing teacher training. And when I got to this point in the workshop, I just paused for a minute and I said, look, one of the best things that could have ever happened to me in high school would have been for my English teacher to have worked an actual ACT English test that I just took. If she would have gone through every question and explained why this answer was right or why the others were wrong, it would have helped me immensely. And so if you are a teacher listening to this, I'm begging you, please take one class period, two class periods, and work the national ACT with the students to explain why the questions are right or why the answers are right or why the answers are wrong. If, if a math teacher would do that and explain some of these ACT math questions, man, it could really help us. Remember, the same people make the ACT every time. They do the same things every time. It's like playing a sport and you're going against that same opponent. You scout the opponent. You know exactly what that opponent wants to do. And if our teachers can show us that, show us how they think, show us how they solve it, man, it could really help. So teachers, I'm begging you, science teachers, talk through this. Show those students how you use those clues and those charts and those studies and experiments, how you use that to reason to get the answers. Man, that could be unbelievably helpful. I really, really hope you'll do that, teachers. Now, teachers, you, I think one of the key things, too, is you've got to encourage your students to order this. So let's talk about it. Hey, it's available. You can order it. You do it on the December, April, June. Now, at my workshop, 
uh, with the faculty, I always make a joke about this. I'm like, look, if you can't find a student to do this, then maybe you as a staff, maybe your department should pay the $22 for one of your students who's taking the test. And that way you can get these. And if you do all three, I'm like, you know, it'll probably be your entire annual budget for your department, but $66, you can get all three tests. I definitely would do that. One of the great things about this is you can really get a grasp of what that test is asking and why. And for example, we when we do curriculum alignment meetings, and I'm certainly not saying that we teach to the test, but we know this test is really important. And many of us are measured by how we score, how our students are scoring on this test. So when you do curriculum alignment meetings, it might be good to look back and go, okay, how are they asking midpoint formula on the ACT? And you'll go, oh, they give you an endpoint, endpoint, find the midpoint. And then sometimes they give you an endpoint, midpoint, find the missing end. But really, that's it. That's the two ways that midpoint is asked on an ACT. Let's make sure we're covering both ways. Now, students, when you graduate, I'm going to ask you to donate all of these to your counseling office. If you will donate those tests to the counseling office, our counseling offices can start building database, a database of past ACTs, and that can be very beneficial to future students and, again, to our staffs. So our staffs will have this great resource of past national ACTs that they can share with future students. All right, so that's it for what to do when you get that test. It's important you order it. Again, if you can afford it, I do it every time. I think the more you learn about your misses, um, I, I use the sports analogy, the more, more game film that you're studying, the more you learn. It's great to be able to study your opponent after the game and see what you did wrong in your weakness areas and start working to correct those. And this isn't a one-time shot. I mean, you can take this thing a bunch, and I hope you do. And the more you study it, the better you'll get. And there's no better way to study it than to order what you did and see your misses and start identifying what those are and shoring up weakness areas. Now I'll have all of this information in the show notes for you. You can view the show notes on my website, podcast.chagargill.com. This is episode four. You'll find the show notes um, below this in many of your podcast apps. So just check that out and you can review that. I will also post this on the Chad Cargill Workshops Facebook page. That's a great place for you to go and post any questions. I check that page. Anytime a question gets posted on that, I respond to it. And I would love to answer any questions that you might have. So don't even hesitate. And, and again, if it's a question that's even off topic, I'll be glad to answer it. And I may even do an episode on your question. So certainly don't be afraid to ask anything. I'd love to answer it. And that's why I did this episode today. I did this episode today because twice this week I've been asked specifically this question. So feel free to ask questions and I'd be really, really excited to get to answer those. Something I talk about all the time in the workshop with the students, I talk about uh, in the faculty workshops, I always talk about reading. I'm like, reading should be part of your culture. And as a staff, you should constantly be talking about it. And I kind of have a joke that 
uh, when I go to one of my kids games or, or whatever, I kind of drive my wife crazy sometimes because Shelly knows that at some point somebody's going to come over to me and go, Hey, what are you reading right now? And we're going to sit there and talk books for a while. And I travel so much to high schools. I'm on the road all the time. I do almost every one of my books by audio and I just love audio books. And I, I, I just think that that should be part of our culture, part of our discussion. What are you reading right now? And so I thought I would just share with you books that I'm reading. Uh, I've decided I'm, I'm going to try to do this periodically on these episodes and just kind of make it part of the culture. So uh, last week I finished Alone on the Ice uh, by David Roberts. I love exploration. I love uh, anything about uh, going to uh, difficult areas and Alone on the Ice is about uh, South Pole exploration and uh, some, man, these people, it, it's incredible. Now, I like Endurance way better. The story of Ernest Shackleton and the Endurance. It is one of my all-time favorite books. So if you're interested in that, I would highly recommend Endurance before Alone on the Ice. This week, I finished The Last Punisher. Uh, it's about the Battle of Romaldi uh, and uh, um, Ramadi. Oh, I don't even remember now. Romaldi. Rimbaldi. Now I'm thinking of Alias. I love that show. I'm getting off topic here. Anyway, uh, it's uh, the Navy SEALs and uh, Chris Kyle and some of the snipers. That was a great one. And then I'm about to finish How to Write Dazzling Dialogue. So I'm writing a book, as I've mentioned, on uh, my eight kids. I I have uh, uh, that I said in the last episode, I have six adopted kids, two from Congo, three from Uganda, and one uh, from India, a frozen embryo adoption. And so um, I'm writing their book. So I'm studying craft on writing. And so uh, this book by James Scott Bell, How to Write Dazzling Dialogue, I will finish that one probably this weekend or Monday. And then next week, I'll be reading Church of Cowards by Matt Walsh. So that's what I'm reading right now. I do a lot of nonfiction. I, I do a lot of memoir, um, especially historical um, uh, historical nonfiction and uh, memoir. I, I love that kind of stuff. And so that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm reading right now. I'd love to hear about what you're reading as well. If you have book recommendations for me, I'm always on the lookout for the next great read. I'm pretty excited. I've got my next uh, 26 Audible credits coming in at the end of this month. So I've got some huge drives coming up. I'll be, uh, I'll be in Nebraska here in a couple weeks uh, for four workshops, Iowa for another one. I'll be in uh, Missouri next week a couple times, I think. So anyway, I would, uh, I'd love to hear your recommendations as well. Now, if you would like to get to one of my workshops, you can go to calendar.chadcargill.com, calendar.chadcargill.com, and you'll see all of my classes. You'll see every school I'm going to be at, um, what time, the contacts, the whole works. And uh, I'd love for you to join one of those. If there is not a workshop nearby, it's pretty easy. You can call our office or reach out to us and see about me coming to you. That definitely can be done. I, I told you I'm going to Nebraska here in a couple of weeks for four workshops. The story on that is a mom in Nebraska. Uh, she, her kid went to Southern Valley High School. She drove to Oklahoma City for one of my workshops. She wanted her daughter to get to my class. And so she drove all the way here. And then she went back and told the superintendent, my good friend Chuck Lambert, hey, you need to have this guy out. And so I've been going to Nebraska ever since, and I'll be heading back. And we have great groups up there. And so that's uh, that's coming up. And 
So certainly uh, you could do the same and uh, I could either come to you or you could come here and the same with faculty classes as well. So there you go. That's uh, that's this week's episode. And I'm certainly glad that you joined us again. I, I want to make sure that you remember you can always go to scholarships.chadcargill.com, scholarships with an S.chadcargill.com. Put your email in there and I will send you a PDF document of a segment I do in the workshop. And it is how to win those scholarships, what to put on those applications to get yourself at the top of the list. I'll tell you the two key things that scholarship committees, resume graders look at, the two things you must do to set yourself apart. And then I'll give you an example project and I'll give you five key rules on how to write that project on the resume or your scholarship app. And I'm telling you, man, you follow those five rules, you will give yourself a huge advantage. Well, I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, it's uh, March and warming up and we're here on the, on the ranch. We're putting in the giant orchard. So, oh my gosh, we've got, we're putting in, uh, I think now we're at 70 fruit trees we're putting in and hundreds of berry bushes. And so we were planting blueberries today and pecan trees and all kinds of stuff. Pomegranate trees. We're, we're, it's just, anyway, I don't even know if pomegranates will grow here, but Hey, we're going to take a shot at it and see what happens. And oh my word, it's just anyway, every day is a new adventure with the, uh, with the farm. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm excited to uh, be back with you next week. I'll have another topic for you uh, coming and I, I would really appreciate if you'd leave a review. Just uh, tap that little five-star button on your podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Uh, if you would just type a few words there, about how you enjoy the work of the uh, almost said workshop again enjoy the podcast that would be awesome it helps us with the ratings on there i would really appreciate it i guess you could call that your price of admission right i don't even know so all right until next week thank you for joining us you guys have a great weekend